Hello, hello, and thank you uh, for listening to this brand new episode of our podcast. I am Juan, here with my friends Kevin and Mark, and we like movies. Fellas, say hello. Oh, hey. Hello. There they are. It always takes them a second. <laughs> All right. Let me start this off with a riddle for you guys. You ready? I love it already, yeah. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if Pinocchio got some wood? Hi-yo. <laughs> That's a lot of wood. <laughs> Keeps growing. Uh, baby. <laughs> well, Guillermo del Toro might have an answer to that riddle. <laughs> as he has spent... A lot of time working on his latest feature, the 2022 film, uh, Guillermo del Toro Presents Pinocchio. Now, this Pinocchio was released on Netflix on December 9th, 2022. Um, Supposedly, it's been in the works since all the way back to 2008. But it is a stop-motion animation film that features the vocal acting of Ewan McGregor, David Bradley, Tilda Swinton, Christoph Waltz, Kate Blanchett, Gregory Mann, Ron Perlman, John Turturro, Finn Wolfhard, and Tim Blake Nelson. It is co-directed by Del Toro and Mark Gustafson, and it provides a fresh retelling of the beloved classic. This was Mark's pick. Uh, I, I don't think that was Mark. Who knows? We get we got a we got a fourth member chiming in here. But anyway, let me let me jump into the synopsis before we we go further. Uh, Pinocchio, as very many might already know, begins as the story of Geppetto, which is sadly a name you don't hear too often anymore. Uh, but he is an entrepreneurial widowed woodcarver in a small town in Italy who lives an idyllic and quiet life with his 10-year-old son, Carlo. However, Carlo is killed when a warplane carelessly drops a bomb onto the church where Geppetto was working on a wooden crucifix sculpture. After Carlo had run back into the building for the pine cone that he had forgotten. Heartbroken, Geppetto falls into his grief with despair and alcohol. Then, on a drunken stupor, he chops down a pine tree near Carlo's tomb and carves up a new boy to fill the void left by his son. After Geppetto passes out for the night, a magical, supernatural, life-giving force decides to animate Pinocchio to end Geppetto's sorrow and loneliness. It also makes a deal with a cricket named Sebastian J. Cricket uh, to grant him one wish if he looks after Pinocchio and ensures that he becomes a productive member of society. Geppetto awakens to find an energetic, energetic and rambunctious boy now living in his home. He struggles with this reality. After also being rejected by the townsfolk, Pinocchio is lured to join the circus, a place where he might be of better use and where he can help Geppetto by sending him his earned wages. Unfortunately, the ringleader, Count Volpe, who made Pinocchio sign a contract, does not have pure intentions. Along the way, Pinocchio is killed, and it is during this time that he discovers that he is eternal and after a period will come back to life. Geppetto sets off to reunite with Pinocchio, while Pinocchio learns the ways of the world and embarks on his own adventure that even takes him to a fascist youth camp and a brush with the war. Will Geppetto ever reunite with Pinocchio? Will Pinocchio become a real boy? Will Sebastian wish and finish his memoirs? This film was produced by Netflix Animation and the Jim Henson Company. It had an estimated budget of $35 million, a runtime of 1 hour and 57 minutes. It can be viewed in select theaters and on Netflix. Mark, in no, 
What? Yeah, that's right. good to <clears throat> sorry. Although I hear, I hear they're going to be cracking down on the uh, on the sharing. Yeah, yeah, Which I might feel that. <laughs> you'll have you'll have to catch me. <laughs> but uh, Mark, in no particular order, kindly tell us why you picked this film and what your initial uh, response to it was well my the biggest reason um because pinocchio's a, a well-known tale is because of guillermo del toro um i like thing that he has his beautiful man hands on and uh so i that that kind of just pulled me in right there i like that it was the uh stop motion animation because usually that tends to be very crisp and uh just enjoyable to watch and knowing how long he put into this and it just made me appreciate how much uh, like it just it, it was better looking to me knowing you know how much went into this um so that was my initial reason i said i don't really care what it's about it's guillermo del toro i'm in so upon watching it i did enjoy that it was um a bit of a darker story i guess um I really feel like it was only darker because of uh, the beginning, but um, I feel like the movie started off well and, um, you know, it, it, it went through its motions and, and told its tale, but towards the end, I feel like the end was kind of clunky and it was just kind of like, oh, well, we have to end it. So here we are. And, um, you know, so it was unfortunate how it ended, but I did enjoy uh, the movie as a whole. Okay, uh, Kevin and uh, man's best friend over there, whichever of you wants to go Let's next. Go okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, y'all heard my dog earlier because this was a dog of a movie. Um, <laughs> it, it was it was beautiful. It's it's like dating a beautiful woman that's vapid and has nothing to say. That's what I watched. Um, I I would have gone with a Swan said Geppetto's. A long lost name. If they called the Geppetto and would have focused more on Geppetto, I thought it was kind of cool in the beginning, like Mark said. Pinocchio was unlikable. For the love of God, why did they make it a musical? Those songs sucked. Like, uh, like if I if I if I wasn't sick already watching it, they, this movie would have made me sick to my stomach. I did not enjoy this movie. Like, like again, I was like, there's nothing enjoyable. This this kid is a, a pain in the like. He's not a good kid. He was a he didn't even grow. It was beautiful to watch, but most of it I also felt was like, oh, yeah, look, there's that little uh, beast in the afterlife. Yeah, that's, that looks like a Guillermo del Toro creature. And like I said, I was not a fan of this movie. I'm like, I, it did take me a while to watch it, and I regretted it once I did, but we, we watched it, and yeah, it did, no did not. Yeah, had no you had no choice. <laughs> but it's, it, it, it was, but again, it was beautiful to watch, but as we said before, like, that's, you need more, and I, I didn't think the story was enjoyable, and I, I felt let down because I, I did, I maybe I expected more from it, but it was just, yeah, it was, it was, it was a dog of a movie, and if I wish I had fire so I could throw this wooden story on it and burn. No so lie, go. when they started singing, I was like, oh, nice, Kevin will be interested now. <laughs> the love of God, it was. They were like these songs. Even my girls were like, "Why are these songs boring?" I'm like, "I don't know, baby." <laughs> and then they kept singing, and then it wasn't just one song; they just kept going at it. Yeah, it felt like on. Be nice to Tilda Swinton. She's more than a beast in the afterlife. <laughs> but oh, also, come on, that boy did have the bo- the voice of an angel, though. Yeah, he did. Uh, I'm, I'm singing. I'm not saying it wasn't nice sounding. It's they were boring. I, I could if I never hear those songs. Like when we reviewed, um, what was Bell? Like those songs were amazing. The girls played them on for like for weeks. And this one, if I never hear the that music again, I'm good. That's no West Side Story. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> okay, a very a very uh, passionate um, opinion there. From Kevin, uh, my impression is not not too removed 
from that one um, is that while this movie is ridiculously impressive with uh, fine and obsessive creativity and attention to detail, um, there are some character and, and story problems that are hard to overlook, which hurt the film. It took me three different viewings to watch this because each with each viewing, I kept having to rewind because I kept falling asleep. So I had to go back to watch the stuff that I missed. Obviously that's a huge problem. Um, But uh, also I'm just confused about how I'm supposed to view this movie. Right. Because if I view it through maybe like the eyes of a child, right. Through a less critical, less scrutinizing filter of a, you know, a casual moviegoer, who's not going to be bothered by holes and gaps in character and story, then I don't know how to come to terms with some of the more mature concepts and themes, which the movie seems to want to produce uh, of introspection and contemplation. But if I do view it as an adult and as a keen observer, that's critiquing a highly stylized and far reaching work of cinematic art, then I can't overlook the blatant and egregious inconsistencies and discrepancies. So what I end up feeling like is like I saw something that was beautiful, jaw-droppingly impressive, meticulously created with some truly wonderful performances, but vastly flawed and maybe a little bit boring. Still gave you heartburn. Mm. So I... I will. I will say. I I was drawn in a lot by the the animation, and um, I mean, I, I think that's kind of the biggest thing that all of us can agree on is that this. I mean, it was it was a beautiful movie to watch, and even just going into detail of just the mouth movement and the eyes, like there is there's a lot of detail there, mm-hmm. and it's just it's impressive how they created this movie. Yeah. Uh, if it's all, you know, claymation, then that's even more impressive. If they threw in some CGI for like, you know, extra bits and bobs, then okay, I'm still impressed. But um, I mean, the movie itself was just, it was amazing to watch. It was amazing to look at. Dude, there was no CGI. Yeah, no, I didn't. I don't think so either. Uh, and it gave me, it gave me James and the Giant Peach vibes. Like yeah, the characters kind of had the same. They looked kind of the same. Yeah, yeah. I kept thinking I've I've never seen James. I, I mean, I know James the Giant Peach, but I've never watched the whole thing. But it, it reminded me of, um, like Isle of Dogs, mm-hmm. um, from Wes Anderson, and also kind of because I recently saw Nightmare Before Christmas, mm. which also has a ridiculous amount of detail. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, no. I mean, even even I, I love the way Pinocchio looked. Yeah. You know, like he looked like he was like had just been carved out of a tree. Yeah. You know, um, and I thought that was really cool. And actually going back to something that you said at the beginning, which, yes, this, this is a darker take. Uh, because they added, you know, the the component with with the ten year old son Carlo who dies, and then you know they're in the midst of this war. Um, but I, I don't know if, why. Maybe because, like, I think this Christmas they released like a horror Grinch. Yeah, um, and I, maybe that was on my mind. Like, I thought this was gonna be like a horror Pinocchio. Mm. So I actually. I actually thought it was going to be even darker, you know, and more of a, of a twisted, you know, retelling Um, for, so, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't, I think that, that that's part of the reason why I was falling asleep. It wasn't necessarily that this movie was boring. It's just that because they're retelling, you know, this timeless story, you pretty much, except for those few things they added, I mean, one is right at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then the other one is kind of a plot point throughout, but it's pretty much the same story that we've already heard a hundred times, and that's not really thrilling, or or it's not really that engaging, you know, because, like, I watched it at, I tried watching it at different times of day with the same result, <laughs> you know, where where my wife was even making fun of me at one point, she's, she's like, you fell asleep again yeah <laughs> but i think it was that it's like it's you did know, she watch it through oh no no she didn't uh, 
No, she didn't watch it at all. <laughs> she wasn't interested. Yeah. Well, I actually, I actually watched this with Kristen, and I fell asleep the first time, <laughs> so we stopped <laughs> it and then went back to it again. Um, so it's just it's it's funny that that you said that because uh, yeah, I definitely was right there with you. Um, I I mean just just to start with the beginning and I guess just talk through it because. I kind of get the vibe we're all going to have the same feeling towards this movie. Um, I I enjoyed the quote-unquote darker theme, but I feel like at the end, they didn't go that way, and it was kind of a cop-out. Um, the beginning, though, just the scenes with Carlo, you know, when all that happened, that absolutely, like, killed me, and I felt Geppetto's pain. And... Uh, Kristen actually told me, she goes, you know, this is a movie of you and Apollos. You are Geppetto and Apollos is Carlo. Because <laughs> that's exactly what you would do if something happened to Apollos. And I was like, now I'm even more invested in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. And, no, and the best part to me was, like, I think Geppetto's story of growth and wanting to, like, hey, I miss my son so much, I want to recreate him. And no, yeah. you're not like him. And he, his storyline and his character arc I thought was was well done mm-hmm. because you know he actually had to deal with all these repercussions and like i said if it was called geppetto when it focused more on him i would have been i, w- I think it would have been a better movie yeah but um the pinocchio like i said it's just i don't know he had but no he did, chill he... like there was no moment where he felt like a real boy so um it was it was tough to enjoy when he was on screen um and he just did, and I I understand he's supposed to you know be learning, but he just did a lot of dumb things. Yeah. And even where people were telling him no, he would just sing his way through it, going, "No, I'm still gonna do it." And uh, it just, yeah, it got annoying. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't fun anymore. In the like in the Disney version, you know, you, I feel like Pinocchio actually starts getting this understanding of what it's like to be a boy and then you you know you're rooting for him i never rooted for this one please stop talking in the disney one they gave him like a purpose he's like oh i want to be a real boy like yeah this Pinocchio didn't want to be a real boy like he becomes one at the end he just wanted but to he have was... his feet on fire yeah he's like oh i want to do this i want to do this he just kept bobbing from one thing to another and everyone controlling him yeah and then when he sacrificed himself at the end he's like Oh, you know, yeah, I want to be a real. Oh, now I'm a real boy, tacked on because you know, not Jiminy Cricket made the witch. <laughs> well, it was, it was very weird. So a couple things. One, I do agree. Like at first, I was kind of, um, uh, I, it, it kind of had me at first when it was more like focusing on Geppetto, and kind of thought that that was the angle that they were going to stick with because it was interesting how they gave him now all this backstory but um but then it shifted um to the focus being on pinocchio obviously but initially i was thrown off because there were so many different accents happening and even with geppetto i'm like why does he have a british accent like he's an italian cobbler um and then pinocchio had an english accent too like the accents at first like threw me off um pinocchio eventually he grew on me a little bit he was very annoying at first um he did kind of grow on me to at least where i could like swallow it and tolerate it but um but that's like that's the problem like what you're saying is an interesting dynamic right because pinocchio is around real boys and then he's like well i want to be like them in this one he was more like no i don't want to be like carlo i don't want to be like anyone else i want to be pinocchio but it's like dude you were just carved up out of wood five minutes ago how do you know what any of this means you know It, it was like um on one hand you were expected to kind of find it amusing or whatever like his naivety and his you know innocence but then there were other things that he like inherently knew that Mm -hmm. just did that just didn't make sense that like completely ruined you know the character or my interest in him or just the believability believability Mm -hmm. about about who essentially it was just confusing like who actually this character is yeah 
I did like his introduction though when uh he first uh when he was you know not cursed but when he was given his magical power and he was in the attic and Geppetto's like come out and he comes out like crawling backwards and he stands up backwards and his head turns around I was like oh man this is gonna be creepy I love it and I I feel like that 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 creepiness that slash you know darker theme could have stayed true because I thought they were trying to set that up with the whole angel and how, you know, when you die, time passes. I was fully expecting him to go back and Geppetto was going to be dead. I was mm, expecting yeah. that to happen. Yeah, me too. So that I like what they were set. I, I really feel like they were setting up for that. Cause every time he died, it was a little, so every time Pinocchio dies, he goes and sees this angel or wood sprite or whatever they want to call it, yeah. which I thought was very interesting. Did you notice that they did the, um, have you seen like you've seen the biblically ac- uh, accurate uh, angels where they have like eyes all over them? The cherubim, and, the multi- yeah, the multi wings, yeah. right? So this 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 creature had like those eyes all over, and I thought that was very interesting. I wasn't sure if they were trying to tell us that this was an angel, but clearly that was death. Was that was sick. death. Yeah, yeah. The one that he saw with the times that he died was death. Um, mm-hmm. It was played by the same character, but like the ones that animated him were that was the wood sprite. Oh, okay. And then and the one yeah when he died like that was death. And that yeah, death. It, it, okay. yeah, it, it it had like a definitely like a biblical feel to it because I think it had like. Um, it had different body parts, like the um, parts of different animals. I think like yeah. the tail and. Uh-huh. Right. Just like is in the Bible, like the creature has many different parts, you know, mm-hmm. what you see. So that was just that was interesting. And I, I thought that was pretty cool. But I just I felt like that ended up being like a waste. Like it was just there to be cool because nothing came out of it. And, you know, Geppetto, like I, I didn't understand. I, I really didn't feel like Pinocchio did anything to warrant being a real boy. So when they just brought him back, I was like, ah, I feel yeah. like they're just doing this because that's how it has to go. Yeah. Um, there was nothing that I felt was redeeming for Pinocchio. I didn't feel like he had learned anything. He had gained any new knowledge. And, you know, it just, oh, well, we have to do it because that's that's the movie. You know, we can't just let him. So I was kind of disappointed that they didn't go the darker route because they definitely started off that way, showing us Carlo's death, you know, um, and showing us the the interaction Geppetto and Carlo had and then seeing Geppetto at his lowest moment. But then at the end, we don't get any suffering for, you know, Pinocchio. There's everything worked out for Pinocchio. Yeah, and it's, kind of weird too that like he like by the end of the story it's almost like Pinocchio becomes such a big part of his life Mm -hmm. that he kind of like it 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 completely fills the void left by Carlo Mm -hmm. who was like his real son yeah it's almost like you know how much how some people love animals that they treat them like human beings Mm-hmm. it was a similar thing where it was like okay i mean i get that now you have this friend but it, it like overshadowed the whole almost it, it just almost felt like all right forget carlo now i have you so you know it, it, it kind of felt like they made him like this now this afterthought kind of well, and it's funny that you said sorry kevin good no I, I will say i did have one note which <laughs> reminded me when juan said it um, I do think about the storyline. Again, it has more to do with Geppetto's story. It, it started showing like the dangers of making you know our children into idols, where like mm-hmm. it's this is where I'm getting all my help and everything. And Carlo dies, so you have nothing. So you create this graven image of him, and now he comes to life. And and like I said, it lets you down because it's not going to be what you thought it was. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, <laughs> no, no. You're fine. Um... I oh yeah, I was gonna say so going off of what Han said, like I don't feel like Geppetto and Pinocchio really had a relationship before yeah, you know, Pinocchio died. And I just I he wasn't teaching him anything, he wasn't like being a father. I think he was just trying to shelter him and keep him away because you know, he was still shocked at what he was seeing. 
So, like, it didn't feel like there was any relationship that was growing. And then it's just at the end, oh, well, I'm going to give my life for him. Like, but why? Why would you do <laughs> There yeah. was no, there was nothing that warranted that because, like, you, you didn't really, I don't feel like he thought Geppetto was his father. I just feel like he was enjoying being alive, you know, and he's just living life and singing, you know, yeah. and, uh, it, there was I, I just I didn't feel like there was any relationship that we got to see between Geppetto and Pinocchio outside of him just you know making sure he stays safe yeah I I think that's a great point that that yeah that just that intimacy and that closeness and and that relationship between them yeah I, I in in some ways I think you could argue that there was more more better dynamics between Pinocchio and Count Volpe yeah, you know, it, 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 and it's just it was just something about their interaction. Yeah, and also about I mean that was one of the great performances, which was Christoph Waltz. Mm-hmm. Which um, aside from Ewan McGregor, although Ewan McGregor doesn't count because I already knew that Ewan McGregor was the cricket. Aside yeah. from that, like I didn't really know who the rest of the cast was. But like as soon as I heard Count Volpe, I, you just know that's Christoph Waltz, man. I'm Bro, sure. I a hundred percent knew that the great Kate Blanchett was Spazatura. You need to stop. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> Dude, when I heard about that, how she's like, I need to be in your next movie. And this guy straight up says, the only role we have available is a monkey. And she goes, you son of a I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) She is in. But she's credited for it. I died, man. I think I saw this movie a couple times now. Not because I fell asleep, but because I really wanted to watch and see what am I missing, you know? Because every time it ended, I was just like, Man, this doesn't feel like a a, a GDT movie. Um, But I think the whole thing was is that this is just like gorgeous to look at. And that's that's where Guillermo del Toro like left his mark. I don't think he had. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. But but anyways, um, no, I thought that was hilarious when I found out that Kate Blanchett was Spazatura. Uh, well, I have two questions. Uh, yeah. Let, let me go with the first one. The first one is when with the the first, you know, five or ten minutes, the Carlo backstory. Like, do you think they added that because they were like, oh, you know, this this adds so much more depth to Geppetto and it's going to it's going to add such a heavy, dramatic, you know, element to this character and to the story or do you think they just added that because if Geppetto didn't have a son that died, then he's just an old man that wants a 10 year old boy. I, I definitely think that that whole scene was for shock value to bring in, to reel you in and go, this is what we're doing because that, that same vibe didn't like that wasn't shown throughout the movie. That wasn't shown at the end. Um, I mean, that was pretty crazy. That was pretty big. You know, you, they, they purposely show you this relationship that these two have literally they're singing through it, you know? And then by the end of it, we see, you know, Carlo's death and Geppetto hitting rock bottom. I mean, I, when he was making Pinocchio, I like, I felt his pain. Yeah. (laughs) Like it was, that was, that was, that was a deep scene, you know? And, um, but I, well, once Pinocchio comes alive, it's, it was just a different movie after that. It was kind of like, all right, well, let's just, I feel like they just put a GoPro on Pinocchio and let's watch him. Let's see what he does. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's what it was. Cause, uh, yeah, there was like Geppetto just running out. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Hey, don't do that. That's not what Carlo would do, you know? And then that was it. So, um. Yeah. yeah, I think that beginning scene was just for like shock to reel you in. I'm like, oh man, this movie's grabbing me by the balls, but it was, you know, very, it was those small rubber hands, you know, that was yeah. grabbing me by the balls. Okay. Kevin, you want to chime in on that? Well, like, I, I, I believe it was meant to build up to, you know, why Geppetto, you know, he can have a little bit of weight and why when 
when Pinocchio isn't like Carlo, why it bothers him so much. Mm. Um, and and I do again, like I said, I do think it gives way to Geppetto's story and his arc, which was I think the better of the arcs. But um, ultimately, I just think it it led up to an ending that I don't know if y'all seen AI by Steven Spielberg. Um, I, I felt like it was supposed to go for like an AI type ending, but it didn't even, it wasn't as impactful because he just went off for new adventures to parts unknown. Mm-hmm. You know, that is a great point. I, if you sit back and close your eyes after you've seen this movie and you think about, you know what, if we just shifted all focus towards Geppetto, because I mean, that boy was, he was looking for Pinocchio. He's running around <clears throat> and trying to find him. And we just see Pinocchio tap dancing his way through life. Um, I think, yeah, if, if this movie would have been like Geppetto and, and, and this, and we're watching his story unfold and what he has to do, I think that would have made more sense at the end where they're giving up so much for Pinocchio because you see Geppetto and everything that he's doing for Pinocchio instead of just us watching Pinocchio just do absolute dumb things with dumb people, you know? Um, I, I feel like because at the beginning that's what we see. Like we're with yeah. Geppetto, we're watching his relationship, we're watching what happens to him, we're watching how he responds, and then after that, it shifts to Pinocchio. Yeah. You know, it's it's a tragic, tragic, a, a drastic change. Um, yeah. In 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 view, you know. And it was, I mean, too drastic even because. Again, you're going from the heaviness of that, right? Yeah. And, and I think, like, the experience that you had, I mean, I think we all had that just because it was so well done. Yeah. You know, and, 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 then, and then he's, like, you know, drinking himself, you know, stupid. And you're like, whoa, this is a, this is a kid's movie? You know? <laughs> but but, but, you're, but you're, you get it, you know, like, wow, it's just going really dark. And then next thing you know, you got this annoying little kid bouncing everywhere and Geppetto's like all confused. And it's like, is it was this leap, you know, that was too drastic. Yeah. Uh, and now, and not, not, not only that, you know, maybe if at that point the focus still remains on Geppetto and now him reeling and trying to make sense of all this, but no, now, now we're just, you know, following Geppetto uh, or Pinocchio and, and are just supposed to be on him now, you know, and that was just, again, some, some arc, some backstory. Yeah. Um, it was, it, it was, it was an awkward shift that I, I don't think it, it, it was given time or, or whatever to, to kind of flow it smoothly and naturally. Well, I also don't, I, I think it doesn't help that, that Pinocchio wasn't really likable. He got annoying very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that made the movie drag every time he was on. You're like, okay. So what, <laughs> oh, did, so what did you guys think about, because we haven't even talked about really like the war and Pinocchio <laughs> off to like youth camp with, uh, with uh, Candlewick. Candlewick. Yeah. But you know, what did you think of, because now there's so many, different plot points and for me that was another thing that hurt the film is that you know you you start to lose focus you know and 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 there's so much going on you know where like geppetto's mourning and then he's adapting to life with pinocchio and even he doesn't really like pinocchio at first you know he's clearly annoyed by him and then you know pinocchio is like trying to learn how to be a real boy and what that means and then um then he's off in the circus and then he's you or having to decide between going to the circus or you know going uh to fight for italy and then he's in the circus and then he's transported to the youth camp and then geppetto and the cricket are in the fish and then there's the detours into the afterlife and it's like it it was a lot going on which i think just again also kind of hurt the flow of the movie and you know just even the character development there was a lot of tough decisions for this wooden boy to make (laughs) no when the whole war thing started happening i started laughing i'm like i think I, I kind of was hoping, like, please, I literally said, please tell me this kid kills someone. I will die laughing <laughs> if I see him grab a bayonet and just shove it in someone's chest, going, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. 
Dude, you know what they should have done? They sh- this should have been the, a movie about the Pinocchio from Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real boy. Freaking out about everything. That Pinocchio uh, would have killed someone. That guy wears a thong. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. Um, so did it you? It felt like a set. It felt like a segue. That just felt like a segue to get us to, you know, mm-hmm. to, to the next portion of the story, and for us to see Geppetto and all he has to do to get to Pinocchio. Because again, like I feel like that was more influential, like what Geppetto is doing, as opposed to how P- Pinocchio somehow signed up for the war. You know, because uh, it's just so crazy. Like, who's gonna allow? A wooden like it just yeah it was it was it was funny but I feel like that was another missed opportunity we were focusing on the wrong view yeah yeah I mean I think like the way you you know that it just felt like this segue and partly I think it was even an awkward segue because it was um I I think more to show like this other dynamic of uh, sons. With uh, Candlewick and um, Podesta, mm-hmm. other who was like a captain or whatever um, for the fascist army, yeah. and obviously he was a terrible father. But um, did you? Uh, oh, oh, hold on, I will say about that whole when he was going to train for war and there was that explosion and Pinocchio got flung over the wall. Like we thought, Candlewick died, and I was like, "Oh, they just killed that boy." <laughs> And then he See, runs out. I was like, I, oh, wait, he's still alive. How is I that would have been cool with that because that's the vibes that I feel like they were trying to give us. Like, yo, we're about to show you some stuff that you're not ready for. Mm-hmm. But then they just started touching on it. Like, mm, mm, we're not going to do it, but we could have, you know? And that's that. I think that's what killed it. Like, if you're going to start off as deep and dark as you are, then let's go for it, baby. Like, ruin my life. Like, I want to, I want to, I want this movie to haunt my dreams, you know? But you, we didn't, we didn't get that. Wanted- uh, a Vietnam flashback of Candlewick uh, yeah, dying in Pinocchio's arms. I want to see Pinocchio rocking back and forth. I don't want to be a real boy. As bullets <laughs> were whizzing by him, like that would just be great, it. you know. Why are you showing he... him in the war if he's not going to have to deal with that? And he just holds Candlewick's arm <laughs> to blast it off. Candlewick, hold on, buddy. You're not going to die on me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, the, there was a there was a giant mistake in that scene, um, where in the in the youth camp. Uh-huh. I don't know if you guys caught it. Wait, continue. So, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but at least it, it seemed like a mistake to me when um when he first goes to that camp and it's the first night and he's you know sleeping in the bed next to Candlewick. Mm-hmm. And they start to have like this, um, you know, who's tougher kind of competition. Candlewick still doesn't like Pinocchio. Yeah. Um, so they're kind of like arguing and, and competing. And Pinocchio, um, they start to yell at each other and they have this exchange um, about like who's tougher. Mm-hmm. And I, I rewinded it to get the exact quote, but Pinocchio says, you know, in this moment, right, trying to prove that he's more of a, of a, you know, tough guy or whatever. He says, I love war. I love it 24 seven every day and any time. So unless he's, he's honest and he's a psychopath and his next line would have been, I love the smell of napalm in the morning, <laughs> then I think it's safe to say that he was lying in that moment. So why didn't his nose grow? Uh, because I, I think that in that moment, he was just enjoying doing what he was doing. Not that he understood what he was doing, but that, you know, there's explosions, there's flashing lights, people are running around. I don't know. It it, like, it 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 was an eye roll moment, like uh, whatever. But I feel like that's what they were trying to go for. But but I don't think it was a lie because he doesn't know what war is. Yeah. So it's not like he he didn't love war. He's like I love war because he just loves it. He just wants to be a part of something. Yeah. So I guess that's how they can explain away that it wasn't a lie. But but, but I think it's, I hear you. I hear you, and I think that's um. 
that's a legit uh, explanation. But I think I, I would then like to go back and watch it one more time to try to find other moments where where he 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 did something similar and his nose did grow. Um, maybe maybe I want to find an error, but uh, I don't know. Stand up, bud. <laughs> I don't know when. Uh, it just seemed weird to me because. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I hear what you're saying, but I feel like it's kind of a cop out, you know. Yeah, I, we're just I think we're just supposed to understand that he's ignorant and he doesn't know what war is. So the fact that he's saying he loves war is probably true, but only because he doesn't know what the word war really means. Mm. Okay. But again, that's just us kind of having to assume that because he's not a real boy, but. We just, I don't know, it's, there was just that, I, I never felt like he was a real boy, but also I, I never felt like he was trying to be a real boy. He was just like, this is great, everything's great, I want to do everything, I want to be a part of everything because I, I'm here, and I'm down to clown, you know, and that was it. Um, he, had just, the, he had the same um, sort of uh, aura as like a fat supermodel you know mm. he's just like you know i am who i am the best, the best to ever do it I, I ain't gonna change yeah yeah fair enough fair enough i i think the biggest gripe is that we never get to enjoy pinocchio like i'm thinking about it and yeah there really is no time where i was rooting for you know, I was worried about what he was about to do. There was parts of me who were just like, man, I want to see what this little crazy bastard gets into. Um, not because there was repercussions, because he was just balls to the wall and like, yeah, let's do it, man. I love everything. And there's, you know, there's just there's some quality there because he doesn't know any better. But there was I don't feel like there was any learning moment for him. There was no. There was no times where he would go, oh, that's why I shouldn't do this, or that's why I shouldn't say that, or that's why I shouldn't want this. Um, and so it, how is he ever supposed – like, what is he learning? How is he becoming a real boy? No, I mean, if you if you listen to Guillermo del Toro and you um, – it sounds like you may have watched that um, making of featurette on Netflix too. Yeah. I mean, if you watch that, it, you, what you get from that and what, what they were aiming for with the story is not that Pinocchio has to learn anything. It's that everyone else has to learn. Um, and like Pinocchio was, was the most purest, most innocent form of like just being yourself and not trying to be accepted by anyone and just be who you are. And, and it's everyone else that has to like change and learn and grow, you know, to, to love Pinocchio for who he is, which, you know, as you just described is, is certainly a different take. And, and it's just not, it's not, it, it doesn't connect as well. Yeah. yeah. Because there's no growth for him at all. There's nothing for us to see. Like, he overcame. Like, even if he was at the beginning, if at the end he was like, wow, this is what I learned. Like, no. Like, uh, we saw part of that. But, like I said, it just, hey, th he was great from the beginning. And that's all. Like, he wasn't. This is, like I said, we've all agreed that, like, he, he himself was the most annoying part of the movie. Named Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's tough for me to. To hear that and then think about the movie and go, yeah, I should totally been like, you know what? This guy's fresh on the planet three days in. I should be okay. Because I look at my son, I'm like, why are you so dumb? Why do you do dumb things? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, because even with my son, if I tell him no, like if it's something that hurts him or is something that he can tell hurts me, then he won't do it. There was none of that with Pinocchio. I don't feel like there was any moment where he stopped and go or go goes, Oh, ah, oh, yeah, man. I remember this is which is I feel like is that's a part of growing up. That's a part of life and you learn. You learn from experiences, you learn yeah. from mistakes, you know. I yeah. you should it you should enjoy the world. You should see the good in everyone a hundred percent. But that's just not how the world works, you know. And if we're supposed to accept someone who is fully, you know, embracing those values, then we need to see the repercussions from that. 
There yeah. was really like he at the end of the day he got what he wanted, you know. Yeah. And he tweedled Dean and tweedled out the whole movie, which you know, okay, sure, if you put it that way, there's some special innocence there, but also, but he can't like. There's no way he's going to continue this for the rest of his life. He's not going to be this way for the rest mm-hmm. of his life. So at least show us something. Yeah. Show us that he's learning. Show us that he's because when you're becoming a boy, like when you're a boy, you transition to a man, right? So like there's that transition. You're doing things to show, okay, you're becoming a man. You know, there should have been some transitions that he's going from a wooden, just a piece of wood to a boy. That's what the story is. But while that innocence was there and, you know, him seeing the good in everyone was there, there was just nothing that showed anything else. So it's hard for me to go, yeah, like I understand that, you know, everyone needs to change the way they think, but also Pinocchio should have changed something on his his end as well, you know? And it was there. I mean, the more I hear you talk and the more you're describing it, it was right there. They could have done it, you know. Um, when he went to the circus, mm-hmm. they could have had him like getting into smoking crack and uh, <laughs> you know drug addiction. But, but and see, then he but goes that's off the beautiful to war. thing, right? One hundred percent, because this movie was like they set it up to be a dark movie. Yeah, it didn't have to be crack, but like they could have cut his arm off and made a bomb yeah. out of it. And now <laughs> he's watching everybody smoke out of his arm and be like, "Man, that really sucks. I don't have an arm anymore," you know. Yeah, yeah he, doesn't have, off- he doesn't have lungs. So right. instead, he's like, "Oh come on, guys, cut off my other arm. This is awesome." He's like Captain America who can't get drunk. Um, and, no, but you know when you said about the innocent thing, it reminded me of when my do- my youngest daughter Willow, when she was two, we were setting up a Christmas our Christmas tree, and she grabbed an ornament and she like bit it like it was an apple, and there was blood oh. out of her mouth and all. And that's the most innocent she'll ever be. She was two, and we were like, "Whoa!" And we had to run. We didn't think she would do it. You know, she's an innocent kid, so we didn't get mad at her, but we had to learn that, you know what? No, we have to move the plastic because my kid's putting everything in her mouth, and she learned from it, and we learned from it. Like, it it doesn't just have to be the parent, like us as parents learning from, oh, we have to accept that my kid eats uh, things that she shouldn't. (laughs) Yeah, because a 37-year-old, he gets married, and on his first Christmas with his new wife, she puts up ornaments, and she finds him in the morning bleeding to death because he chewed on all her ornaments because she wasn't smart enough to know that he only can have plastic ornaments because he never grew up to have glass because he would just bite them. Like, that's so stupid. Like, you know, there's there's learning on both sides. We don't have to just accept accept the fact that this kid eats ornaments. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a great metaphor for (laughs) for the for the problem. Thank you. You know, with this plot, you know. Who's that? Willow or Sky? I forgot who you said. That was was Willow. It was Willow. Willow. Thank you, Willow, for this. (laughs) She learned more than Pinocchio did. Um so let me let me shift gears here a little bit and just talk about some of the things that I actually did like about the movie. Um, as I already stated, uh, the performances. I mean, I again, and at the top of that list is um, you know, and it's it's a, it's a far way from the top to the next one because uh, Christoph Waltz was just so good in this role, uh, in this character. But um, I also liked, I did like Sebastian J. Cricket, and he did have some lines that kind of made me chuckle. Um, so I liked him. I, I thought it was a nice presence to have in the story. Um, I liked Ron Perlman's uh, performance as Podesta. Mm-hmm. Um, he was one that I kept. I was like, "Who is that voice? Who is that voice?" No way! Come on, that was so <laughs> obvious. I, I'm not. I, I I'm not that big on Ron Perlman, so it was it was hard for me to detect. I'm a Sons of Anarchy fan, so I know that, that oh, voice ingrained in me. There you go. But uh, also, yeah, Tilda Swinton was good too. Um, but then, you know, something that was a performance that was off screen, especially from watching that making of featurette, man, it really, it really gave me a, um, a, 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 a good appreciation and understanding of just, I mean, Guillermo del Toro, he is like a, genius like he's a brilliant brilliant director man because uh again even though we're talking about all these flaws and all these things we didn't like eventually that 
has more to do with the story yeah. than anything else. But I mean, the the art direction and the way that he, you know, worked with these artists and all these individuals that he collaborated with, but it was all like, you know, his direction and his say and his, you know, input. And um, it was, it, watching that, it just really gave me a, a great appreciation for, you know, and, and, and he's been recognized now because, you know, with the shape of water or whatever, winning best picture, it's, it's no surprise, but I guess I, I kind of just always thought of him as a um, pretty good director, you know, like more of a, more of a man with like a brilliant imagination, you know, for mm -hmm. like these creatures and stuff, but, but seeing, his work behind the scenes on this movie really gave me an appreciation for he really is a top top-notch director and it's why you know Kate Blanchett will play a monkey you know in a stop motion <laughs> animation for him you know because like they want to work with him any chance they get um, so i really gained a, a great appreciation for that yeah you named all the famous people, which I'm sad because I feel like David Bradley as Geppetto was phenomenal. Oh yes, I yes. I really I really enjoyed Geppetto because yeah. I mean that was kind of all of us. We we were kind of hoping we got more Geppetto, and yeah. I think that is because of you know the the voice acting we got from it. We felt the pain, we felt the turmoil, you know, uh, the confusion, the anger, the love. We heard it all, you know, just off of this guy's voice. So. Um, I really enjoyed Geppetto, and I, I do think that that was a, a severely missed opportunity. Yeah, and even just just his voice alone, like I I, I would listen to an audiobook, you know, <laughs> narrated by him because it, he just has a great voice. But but yeah, no, that was a a, a, a an omission on my part for sure. So definitely, David Bradley did a great job, and and um, yeah, and I I mean I guess. Um, the little the little boy uh, Gregory Mann. I mean, I I I don't fault the actor, you know. So I, and I so I did feel like he, he did a good job, you know, at least voice playing Pinocchio. Magical. Yeah, that that voice was angelic. Um, <laughs> I didn't I didn't hate the songs. I mean, they weren't pop songs, you know. They weren't, but um, but I didn't hate. It was them. no Encanto, that's for but, sure. Oh, no, <laughs> um, but yeah i mean i don't know about you guys i think especially after watching like the making of it just gave me uh again not only a great appreciation for guillermo del toro and but also just for all the work that went into it like for all the attention and detail for how beautiful like it really was for some of the decisions some of the details that i like i i it made me like even though it took me three three tries to watch it because I kept falling asleep, it still made me like, oh man, I want to watch it again now, just to with with an even sharper eye for that detail and appreciation for all of those things. And I also felt like, man, maybe if I watch it again, the more I watched it, maybe the more it would grow on me. Um, I don't know if that's true, but that's kind of the mm -hmm. sense that I got. Um, it could be the opposite. Like it, it could be, you know, hate Pinocchio even more, but, but I did kind of get that sense just be, just as a, as a, as a work of art, you know, like you could, you know, I don't think I would have a problem even just watching this on mute, you know, and, and just watching the, the art, you know, and, just how incredible it really like really is um it's funny I, I think, you say that go ahead, go ahead kevin no i had the opposite <laughs> effect of one i stopped watching the making of because it was making me upset because, because it, everything was that. great no what we could have had and even now i'm looking at pictures i'm like it makes me upset because i'm like i would want to draw this pinocchio i think it looks beautiful i just don't ever want to watch this movie again and and it actually was like i'm like i don't want to watch this because I'm sad at what came out of it because it is beautiful. So I love the fact they use little ones, big ones. All that stuff was great. I'm like, oh, we use this really giant Pinocchio for the club. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't. I made it made me angry, man. I just turned it off. I got it. Okay, so I haven't seen it, and the fact that you have both now given your opinion, and they're on both sides of the spectrum, I feel like I should watch it, and we have to like do a recap. 
to see whose side I fall on. Because you got Juan was like, man, it made me appreciate it more. And you got Kevin who goes, man, it made me hate it more. <laughs> I didn't I didn't watch it, though. Um, I didn't. I, yeah, I really didn't know that that existed. I just watched the movie. I've seen it. So I saw the movie like three times now. The first time is the only time I fell asleep. Um, and for the second half of the movie, I actually muted it because I knew what was coming and I just didn't care. And I actually enjoyed it watching it on mute um, because it just, I had some music playing in the background. Um, and so it was just, it was interesting to just watch this because it, it was really nice to look at. But um, it's funny that you brought that up watching it on mute. Did you have subtitles on or, or nothing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there were subtitles on. Oh, okay. I'm not going to just say. <laughs> <laughs> He's making up dialogue. <laughs> Make your own story. <laughs> so, tour walk around. Where my money? Get my money. So, so um, what, Mark, what Mark is saying is they made a really good silent movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, because it was just really nice to, to look at, you know? And there was parts of me that was going, man. I kind of wish they did this instead. So I was picturing that while it was happening, something else was happening. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, 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 this was a, this was a tough one. This was a tough one for me because I wanted, I really wanted to like it. Um, and I think it was just because of bias because of Guillermo del Toro. Um, but it's, it was hard to do that. Yeah. So Kevin, as I think the only one out of the three of us that also has watched the um, Tom Hanks and Robert Zemeckis atrocity. Um, which one is better? Um, I, it's funny because when I was watching it, like the first thing I said when I saw Pinocchio, I was like, dude, he looks like what Mark said. He looks really good. I wish this Pinocchio is what that Pinocchio looked like because the other one looked like a cartoon. Um, it's, it's hard to gauge it when they're both, in my opinion, like hot piles of uh, poop. <laughs> like this it's, is not a hot pile. Of no, it's not. It's not a hot. It's not a hot. I would give this one the edge just because the visuals. Because the other one, I didn't like the visuals either. So I would give this one the edge, like the edge. But the I I would not rewatch either one of them. That Pinocchio from Zemeckis was nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah. I just... I remember that plastic face. Yeah, like I'm like, y- y'all didn't even bother, like with all the money y'all have, y'all didn't even bother to make him look like a wooden boy, man. <laughs> he, he, he looks animated. I'm he like, looks okay. like he was made in China. <laughs> yeah. He, he looks like Sandra Bullock in Bullet Train. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Why do you have a hate on Sandra? No, not as uh, me. Come on, man. I, I she like did, her. She I did just, nothing. I, I don't like seeing her as a wax statue. <laughs> Hey man, that's what old age and money does to you. Yeah, it is. Um, all right, Mark. Um, any final words, or give us your rating? Uh, well, my my final words are, I I think you should give this movie a chance because I do think there are some people out there that will enjoy it for what it is. That people who will find Pinocchio, you know, lovable because of how naive and childlike he is um and those are people who don't have kids because if you have kids and you watch this you're just going to be annoyed with pinocchio um so i think you know there should have been a a shift of view change and it really should have been on geppetto or even 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 jay cricket um you know, watching through his, I don't know, through his eyes, anything other than Pinocchio, because he just, he wasn't likable as a character. So it's hard for us to watch this movie. We don't enjoy the main character. Yeah. Should I get my rating? Sorry. No. Before you say that, like, I feel like if you don't have kids and you watch it, you'll leave saying, this is why I don't, I don't have children. <laughs> this is why I don't which have is, these. Which is, which is kind of true. Kind of true because he does a lot of stupid kid things, but on the bright side for actual human being kids is that they will eventually learn. Yeah, yeah. they have a capacity to love you back. 
Yeah, yeah. If 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 I could give a quote uh, to to summarize and review this movie, it would be uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, the new Planned Parenthood. <laughs> wow, beautiful! Let's put it on the DVD box. What what is that? One is on fire tonight. Uh, all right. Well, I'll give since this is my pick. Um, I'll give my my uh, review. We're doing five five little Jerry's now, right? Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to just go right down the middle uh, at a three because I I can see myself watching this again. Because of how pretty it was to look at, but it's gonna be like certain scenes, and uh, outside of that, that's pretty much it. Um, I I think this was like a softball pitch home run, and it was a swing and a miss. Um, I don't want to say that thousands of hours were wasted because it was just wonderful to look at. Um, but it's just like you know. Thousands of hours could have been put into something a little bit better. Uh, the story, <laughs> the story is very. It's very. It starts off so great, like it just starts off so great with the relationship between Geppetto and Carlo, and like you know Geppetto's downfall, and then like his confusion having to deal with this brand new thing that is Pinocchio, and then all of a sudden it's just like the Pinocchio show. Um, I think that killed it. And they were trying to do something different, and they should have stayed different. And um, yeah, for for that missed opportunity, I'm going to give this three little Jerry's. Okay. <clears throat> um, for me, yeah, basically for all the reasons that have already been stated, um, I I still you know appeal and uh and stand by the fact that it is uh, an incredible um work of of art you know of just visually um i i really <clears throat> and i'm sure it'd be the same if i saw making a featurette for you know Isle of dogs or fantastic mr fox or you know, nightmare before christmas like just just that this way of storytelling is just so impressive because of the amount of work that it requires and and especially with this one it it just i don't know it really felt like fine-tuned you know and it, it really felt like it took it to to another level um so it was very very impressive so um because of that and because of that i probably would watch it again you know whether it was on mute or not um i would probably watch it again just to kind of admire that and and to pay even even more attention to to just kind of be continue to be awestruck by that but but yeah, story wise, I mean, there's there's really nothing here, um, except for those for those good performances. So for me, it's a two out of five, Little Jerry's. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, one thing, by the way, that I just want to say, um, in the beginning, I did think Carlos was get, Carlo was going to die of like some disease, not the bomb. So when the bomb hit. You know what? I give it a little bit of credit. It surprised me. But also surprised me was how that pine cone survived that bomb and the little boy did not. So that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite part was when they got blown out of the blowhole, whatever that thing was. Um, when that happened, Willow stood up and she's like, whoa, Skyramoosh, Skyramoosh. And that was just the funniest thing in my life. <laughs> she like yelled it out. Right. And then uh, so that so that made me chuckle. But here we are. We are a podcast called we like movies. Um, I would sometimes I would buy an art of a book about this, even if it costs like 50 bucks. I'm like, ooh, 50, 80 bucks. Love the art, like an art of the making of. I would buy it. But again, we are we like movies, not we like art books. Um, we are also not we like effort. So why I believe they put a lot of effort into it great. It's the movie itself is what what we are rating. I would give it a one. Not a zero, like I said, it, it looks pretty, but it is a one. Like, because as a movie, I think ultimately it's just, it is what it is. And <laughs> I would never watch this movie again. Not uh, not on silent, not on anything. That's that's tough. 
That's you don't crazy. see any. You don't see any of your kids going, "Hey, let's watch Pinocchio." None, none of them have asked to watch this movie again. <laughs> like literally, no. I'm like, when it was done, they were just they just walked off. We they didn't say anything. Usually they're like, "Ooh, nothing. I'm done." I was like, "Okay." Dude, I, I think you had a more favorable opinion of the Sea Beast, which is crazy. Yeah, because you know what? Uh, the, the Sea Beast wasn't what this was, man. You know what I mean? At least I, I didn't find that little, at least that blue little creature was adorable and stuff. And yeah, it's it's not. This, this, this wasn't, like I said, ultimately, I don't want to hate on it because I love Guillermo del Toro. Um, I, I, I applaud that they put effort into it and all that stuff, but we're just rating the movie. And the movie, it's not anything I would recommend for anyone to see. Except to just yeah. look to just to look. I'm like, hey, if you want to see it, it's great. The story is gonna be really lacking. So, but if you want to see some pretty stuff, there you go, man. Interesting. Very interesting. And that is my review. There you go. So. <laughs> that was very uh, very sad, sad review. <laughs> it's literally called Sad Piano, and it was ready. Mm. All right, he ends it with a with a little bit of flair there. With a bang, yeah. For the yeah, I know he only does sound effects when he's talking. Yeah, because I don't know. I don't want to interrupt you. I don't want to step uh, on your toes. I was gonna say, is except for some sort of some sort of smacking or banging in the background there um this uh this episode was sadly sound effects (laughs) those were the sound effects we just didn't get it (laughs) it wasn't working i was trying to i was trying to be a foley artist here oh that was the banging he was trying to get it to work yeah come on fine i will i will work on throwing more in and interrupting y'all I'm okay. I could I could roll with the punches. I don't know about Juan, but I can. I don't take it as an interruption. I it's like it's like a highlight, an emphasis. See, like while we've been Bruh. talking, there there it is. Bruh. I say during this time we were talking, he could have interrupted us. He has not, but he finally did. <laughs> I will I will apologize, and hey, I will work on that. It's, it's new. It's, it's new. It's new. It's been a while. So who goes next? Me. Juan. 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 Kevin, I think I know your pick already. Everybody knows my pick. All right, fair enough. Unless Juan picks it. Unless Juan picks it. Nah, he ain't picking it. We'll see. Well, all right, gentlemen. Uh, we've done we've done all <laughs> we've done all we could here. And on that note. Uh, I just won up, baby. Bon voyage. Love you. Oh my. Later. <laughs>